An entitled Karen demands to be seen at a hospital before a newborn baby. I gave birth to my daughter on Tuesday. Then we were released on Thursday. On Thursday, we saw our pediatrician after being released from the hospital. It comes to find out that some of our daughter's blood work comes back as a little abnormal. She was born at 37 weeks, so she's technically early to the doctors. So they're being precautious and checking her levels and don't want to get any dangerous levels. Since Thursday, we've had to go to the pediatrician and the hospital on the weekend since doctor's offices are closed to get her blood drawn to keep checking and see if she's okay. On Saturday, we had a doctor's order prescription to have blood drawn at the lab, but we had to be taken to and wait at the ER instead. There were three or four people sitting in the ER when we arrived. We got checked in, my fiance and I sit down, and we waited to be registered. The ER desk worker recognized us from the other day, I guess from when I was in the hospital giving birth, and asked us about our daughter. They asked how she is, how many days she is, and why she's here, etc. I'd also like to point out my daughter is extremely quiet for a newborn as well. Literally never made a peep in the waiting room. The registration woman comes out with that rolling chart not even two minutes later, walks over to us and begins the process of checking us in. That's when an old entitled Karen pipes up and starts shouting, I've been waiting here two hours. Check me in first. For one, that was completely false due to how quickly the woman came out to us and how quiet the ER currently was was. For two, she literally cut the woman off as she's asking us questions, which is rude regardless. Don't get me wrong, I can understand it being annoying to have someone else get attention before you when you were the first one there, but there are nicer and politer ways of going about talking about this. The registration woman gave the woman a dirty look and then gave me a sympathetic look. My daughter wasn't fussy or anything, so I had no problem waiting, and so I gave her a small nod as if to say, I understand. That's when the woman began checking in the Karen. Only Karen didn't speak to the woman. She only shoved her paperwork into the woman's hands and sat quietly again. Once the registration woman was done dealing with the entitled Karen and seeing that there wasn't anything else she needed to get from her, she went back, thanked both me and my husband, as well as the Karen, and me and my husband thanked her out of politeness. The Karen, however, glared over at the worker as well as us. After about 15 to 20 minutes, Karen told, not asked mind you, told a worker to tell the ER receptionist she's been waiting two hours and to call the lab technicians right away. The ER receptionist gets the message from the passing worker, gives Karen a look, and proceeds to call or page the lab again while making a slightly annoyed "Uh uh-huh sound. After a moment, the receptionist turned to my fiancé and I, apologizing to us, saying that the technician would be down in a moment, and that on Saturdays they only have one blood technician. A few minutes later, the very lovely technician came down and immediately came to us, helping us gather our stuff out of kindness. The receptionist made some sort of comment about the Karen, and how they are also getting lab work done. To which the tech said, ah ha ha, okay, making that kind of sound. The feeling I got was the receptionist told the tech on the phone about the Karen causing issues and that an infant was waiting. The technician said, well, good, you can follow us. My fiance and I took an extra second to get the car seat picked up got the diaper bags and all of our other stuff. So Karen had a moment to stand with the tech who was complimenting us on our daughter, to which Karen said nicely but smugly, yeah, what a cute baby. We took a short walk to the lab area. Karen sped past us, talking to the tech about how she doesn't even understand why she's here and that she could be doing other things on a Saturday and that she's been waiting for two hours going on and on. While the tech is nicely smiling and agreeing and apologizing, she's the only blood technician on the weekends. We approach the room to which the tech turns, smiles smugly, and tells the Karen, Ma'am, you can have a seat right here. The rest of you can come right inside. The Karen looks stunned and said, What? 
The technician says, yes, ma'am, the seats are right here. We'll be done in just a few minutes. The Karen huffed and puffed and gave my four-year-old baby a look as if it's her fault and was just in an overall sour mood after that. Again, my daughter hasn't made a sound and was perfectly fine. This entitled Karen easily could have gone before us. I mean, both of us are here for blood to be drawn. But it looks like the Karen had to wait even longer because of her terrible attitude towards the staff. As someone who used to work in the medical field, I can say that this is super common. The number of times where I've dealt with entitled Karens trying to check them in or check their insurance or try and collect a copay or even just saying hi or existing in the same room as them is too many to count. I don't know what it is, but the medical world just seems to attract the absolute worst of society. So unfortunately, I'm not totally surprised that some entitled Karen wanted to go ahead of an infant just so they could try and spend their Saturday doing whatever else they want to do. And chances are their Saturday was probably spent in some kind of supermarket yelling at a teenager who's just trying to make ends meet and bag some groceries. Overall, I can't stand Karens like this. They have no business acting like this and being so entitled. And it is a beautiful, subtle case of karma to watch her have to sit there and get her blood drawn after the other people who were so nice. My boyfriend keeps accusing me of supposedly being suspicious. Long story short, my boyfriend and the father of my child keeps insinuating that I'm hiding something from him. It's driving me nuts because he's the father of my child and I would never do anything to damage our little family. I've deleted social media to try and get him to stop, but it doesn't work. I downloaded it back and he's only gotten worse. I just can't win. He has no trust in me and it's frustrating. Only for the fact that he wasn't loyal at the beginning of our relationship, which I honestly didn't find out until I got pregnant. And I've tried my best to give him trust back, but he doesn't trust me at all. He thinks I'm out for revenge or something. I don't know what to do anymore. I've never hurt him before and it feels really terrible to be accused for something you'd never do or even think of doing. He essentially accuses me of cheating because when he comes around, I put my phone down. I only put it down because I want to give him all of my attention. I do it out of respect. I honestly don't know what to do. If you were in my shoes, what would you do in a situation like this? I don't want to jump to conclusions, but personally, it kind of sounds like the boyfriend is the one that's actually being suspicious and they're just projecting that suspicion onto you to try and justify getting out of the relationship or something. You clearly are not cheating, you're clearly not doing anything wrong and putting your phone down when your boyfriend or girlfriend comes into the room is not grounds for you to be like cheating or going behind their back. That's honestly ridiculous. Like it literally sounds like the suspicion that he has towards you is just coming out of nowhere. It makes me want to question like is he the one that's cheating and going behind your back? Because that's exactly how some cheaters do act. It's a classic case where the cheater is going behind their partner's back and then they try and say oh no but you're the one that's actually cheating even though that's not at all true. It's just classic projection. I really hope that's not the case because this is the father of your child, but from the looks of it, just from the outside looking in, I think he may be doing something that you're not aware of. In my opinion, you probably need to sit down with him and have an honest talk about your future together because nobody should live their life thinking that their partner can't trust them, especially when they haven't done anything wrong. My girlfriend's mother is living with us and she is destroying my relationship with my girlfriend and draining me financially. My girlfriend's mother has been living with us for nine months now with no end in sight, with plans for her father to potentially live with us too. My girlfriend is 42 and I am 31 and we have been together for five years now. We have a five-year-old daughter together. Her parents are citizens of a South American country. They're unemployed, receive very little income, do not have a U.S. residency or citizenship, have multiple debts, and their only asset is their home. Her mother is having multiple health issues that would go unresolved in her country, including bone-on-bone arthritis in her hip and knee, and she has glaucoma. 
glaucoma. She has trouble walking and moving in general and possibly will lose her vision if glaucoma doesn't get resolved. Her father is in loads of debt and lives day to day in the South American country that they're from. They seem like nice enough people, but there is a language barrier that does not allow me to communicate with them. Her mother lives in an ADU in our house, which has a market value of about a thousand dollars a month, plus the additional food, utilities, etc. In addition, my girlfriend sends money to her father to help him stay above water. I would estimate we spend at least $1,500 up to $2,000 a month subsidizing her parents' living expenses with no end in sight. My girlfriend also has to do cleaning, do laundry, drive her to the doctor's appointments, and then some. We do not make a ton of money. I make $70,000 for my primary job and work on weekends to make an extra $15,000 to $20,000. She works a very flexible job that makes $35,000. I would like to move to a better school district for our daughter and closer to work and my family. However, due to her parents, it does not look like that's possible. I'm going crazy here as her parents have become my responsibility and it's affecting our lifestyle. I thought about breaking up with her, but she is truly a great person and she's a fantastic mother. It's just a shame that her parents have made poor financial decisions. We've thought about trying to get her parents to become U.S. citizens and we are in the process with her mother, but the public charge rule prevents them from getting most public benefits. Her parents also do not receive any public benefits in their home country. Needless to say, this situation is putting a huge strain on our relationship. I'm hoping someone can provide some help or suggestions here, as I don't want my girlfriend's parents living with us anymore, and I don't want to have to financially support them all the time. This is really not something I signed up for. I thought her parents were financially stable and had adequate access to medical care. I knew that they would come by to visit, but my understanding was that they would pay their own way. Clearly, that is not the case. What do I do? I think the first thing to do would be probably talking to like an immigration lawyer about citizenship or like permanent residency. It might not be like impossible to get that going, but something has to be done. I really do agree with the original poster here and that it's not fair for them to be expected to take care of his girlfriend's parents. It seems like this is going to be a long-term situation and that they have kind of no choice in the matter. And the fact that they have a child together is already really hard. Children are really expensive and hard to take care of. And I know for a fact that his girlfriend loves her parents and wants them to be healthy and happy. But if that replaces your own needs and your family's needs, you might need to reevaluate how you can actually help them. But maybe, just maybe, if they were able to become U.S. citizens, they might be able to access public benefits that could help them in these very types of situations. I'm not like super educated on this, so I don't know the specifics, but maybe there is an option for this? I'm not really sure. Either way, hopefully this gets worked out and hopefully you find some kind of solution that helps you have some normalcy in your life. My insecurities are ruining my relationship with my girlfriend. I met my girlfriend Lily nearly four years ago. She is the assistant director at our local animal shelter and approached me about being one of the sponsors for the shelter's annual fun run. I wrote a check, showed up for the event, she asked me to dinner, and the rest is history. Lily is the most compassionate, kind, beautiful person I've ever met. She makes such an effort for every single person in her life. For example, last week she put balloons on our mailbox for the mail lady's birthday, just to celebrate. I'm sitting here thinking of all the things that I love about her, and I realize I have to cut it off, because this post will be too long. On top of all of that, Lily inherited a great deal of money from her late grandparents, and has a trust fund from her father, so she is financially set for life. I know I have a tendency to be self-deprecating. I'm a bigger guy, pretty ordinary looking, make okay money, and for the life of me, I don't know what this beautiful, younger woman sees when she looks at me. Lily 
always gets upset when I make these disparaging comments. Her go-to line is, don't talk about the man I love like that. I've tried to stop, but it all just seems to feed into this awareness that this woman is so out of my league. Last night, we went to dinner with friends. One of the couples brought their six-month-old baby, and Lily was absolutely obsessed. At one point, she looks to me with a sweet smile and says, I want one. I, not missing a beat, said, probably want to wait for your next boyfriend who's prettier than me. I watched her face crumple. She cried the whole way home. She thinks I don't want a family with her. She thinks there is something wrong with her. I've tried to explain, but nothing comes out right. I love her, and I can feel her closing off to me emotionally. She left this morning to stay with her sister, to try and take some space. I'm panicking. Please help. What do I do? It sounds like you're ruining a really good situation, and you need to fix this as soon as possible. You need to sit her down and come 100% clean about your own insecurities, and then go work on those said insecurities. It sounds like you have an amazing girlfriend who wants to be more than just a girlfriend in your future. So don't mess this up. Like, this is a golden opportunity for you. Like, it sounds like this is so much more a you problem than a her problem. And she's taking it out on herself because she thinks that this is something that she did. But it's in reality just your own self-esteem issues. Hypothetically speaking, let's pretend like the roles were reversed. How would you feel if she said something similar to you like that? The universe is legitimately giving you a gift here and it looks like you're just throwing it in the garbage. Fix the situation, grovel at her feet, whatever it takes, but don't you dare let her pass you by because she loves you and you obviously love her. My parents don't want to talk to me anymore because I'm taking too long to become a doctor. I'm 31 years old and I've always been an overachiever and I got into medical school in Europe at a young age and did really well in school. My parents paid for medical school entirely. At this time, my relationship with my parents was perfect. When I moved back with my parents after graduating, I needed some time to relax and reflect. Medical school was very tough on me and I was mentally exhausted. I got diagnosed with an anxiety disorder that my parents don't know about. Now, I've been out of school about five years. I moved out, got my own place, and I'm with my partner. And I've been working on getting a job here in the United States. The entire process is very long and grueling because of all the exams there have to be taken. These exams are very difficult, require a lot of time, and they are mentally taxing. I've been studying, but it has been very hard for me because of my anxiety. My parents are continuously disappointed in me. I had to postpone my test for what feels like the 10th time now because I am simply not ready. They said that I have disappointed them, wasted all the opportunities they gave me, and they no longer want to speak to me. I wish they could understand how hard this process is on me instead of focusing on how they feel. They constantly compare me to others who have completed their exams. I am trying. I haven't failed anything. I'm not dropping out of medicine, but they still want nothing to do with me. They're not doctors. They don't know how this journey feels. I wake up with anxiety every morning over this, and it's hard for me to concentrate on my studies when all of this is happening. What do I do? It is very disappointing that the parents who paid to get this person through medical school have suddenly turned on their kid because they're not getting it done fast enough? I mean, what does that even mean? The medical field is a very difficult field to get into. Honestly, everybody's life journey looks different, and there's no way you can compare one journey to another person's. Like, this legitimately is all on the parents for acting like absolute garbage people. They need to do better and support their child as they try their best to get their stuff done. There are so many checks and balances that go into being a doctor, it's not even funny. Like, there's literal continued education that you have to keep taking in order to prove, like, hey, guess what? I'm still a doctor. It's incredibly grueling, and it's not for the faint of heart. And even after all of that, think about the medical bills that they're going to have to pay off for the rest 
rest of their life. If they're lucky, they'll pay it off before they retire. Needless to say, becoming a doctor is not for the faint of heart. It's not for someone who just wants to walk in and have an easy career. They're honestly being hit from both sides, and I don't blame this original poster for feeling overwhelmed by the way that their parents are treating them. You would think that they would be the ones to be in your corner and supporting you no matter what. So honestly, they just need to keep going, keep working hard, and do their best. Because one day, they're going to look back, and they're going to be a fully-fledged doctor, even if their parents don't want to come along and be supportive. My entitled roommate thinks he should pay less for his room because my boyfriend and I share a room. My roommate moved in May of last year. He paid one month of rent on time, then has either been late or hasn't paid me at all. He racked up close to $2,000 in debt to me, not once, but twice. I've been more than understanding because he was my friend and helped me when I tried to unalive myself last summer, and he had crashed his car and lost his job all in one week. But now I just feel like he's taking advantage of me because it's always excuse after excuse, and this has been going on for almost a year. I've tried multiple times to tell him that rent needs to be paid in full on the first, no exceptions, yet he still continues to decide when it's most convenient for him to come up with more excuses that don't even make sense. For example, he won't pay till the 9th or later or pays in chunks. I've told him multiple times that I can't do that anymore because when he doesn't pay in full, I have to cover for him as I'm the one who sends the landlord the checks and that if he can't afford it, then he needs to move out. I also paid my roommate's share of utilities since he moved in, despite me encouraging him multiple times to contribute. My boyfriend moved in in December, which I spoke to my roommate about before my boyfriend moved in and asked if he thought it was fair to continue to split rent per room and split utilities per person, which he agreed. Eventually, I was ready to kick my roommate out, but my boyfriend was worried about us covering the extra $750 a month while looking for a new roommate, so he wanted to try and make our situation work. There's tons of other problems I have with my roommate. For example, he brings over random girls from Bumble and leaves them unattended in my house. He doesn't clean up any of the common areas in the house. He makes a lot of noise. He does doesn't pay me back or buy any of the things that he uses which are mine like laundry, detergent, shampoo, etc. He doesn't properly take care of my dog and just lets him go outside all night with no supervision. Mind you, our land is not fenced in and I have to clean up after him constantly. Dishes, coffee rings on the counter, hair and spit in the sink, trash, wearing his shoes in the house and leaving marks, etc. Honestly, the list goes on. My boyfriend and I have been on his case about rent and his share of the utilities. We haven't even bothered with him about all the other stuff for a while. Fast forward to yesterday. The roommate said he can't pay rent until the 9th of next month and then said he wants to split rent three ways equally because my boyfriend and I store stuff in the sunroom, which would mean our roommate would only be paying $500 a month, which is low for a private room and a biggest two-bedroom house in our area. I want to tell him absolutely not because we agreed to $750 when he moved in. I've also been more than kind covering his portion of the rent for months and months. Also, his ex lived with us for two months and I still paid $750 and all of the utilities. Should we be splitting the rent differently? Should I just kick him out at this point because he obviously does not want to improve the situation? What do I do here? Having a bad roommate can be the absolute worst situation, especially when they don't want to pay for rent. And this 
this person takes the cake. If you want to rent from someone and you want to live inside the house that they're offering you, you have to pay rent. And at this point, honestly, you should probably just kick them out. It sounds like you've given them more than enough opportunities to prove themselves and pay their portion, but they don't want to do it. There's always an excuse. They're always behind. And honestly, it's time to find somebody else. It might cost you a little extra, but in the long run, you'll probably be much happier. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.